everyone, Frank and Darren back again, the Slaughterland Movie Podcast. Darren, you can say what you want about your Tales from the Crypt, your you know your Vault of Horror, Twilight Zone. I think for you and me, Creepshow is the king of anthology. For us, when we grow up, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, I'm just I've just got this word around in my head at the moment. You watch this once a week with your kids. I watch this every Saturday with my kids. Every Saturday. <laughs> Are you talking about you watch the TV show with your kids, or you watch... I watch this the movie, movie. This movie wow. every Saturday. And your kids are how old? <laughs> you have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. Wow. They love it. They love it. When I hear, you know, Xander go around the house, Happy Father's Day. Where's my cake? Oh, my God. <laughs> he See, loves I it. I saw this movie in about, I was probably about nine, and it scared the shit out of me at nine years old. Really? Yeah. I think it's really, really scary. I think the music, John Harrison's music, is really creepy. I think that the, I mean, not all the episodes are scary, but particularly Father's Day and uh, Something to Tide You Over are very scary, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The others, The Crate is horrific, but not as scary as, as something to tide you over or Father's Day. But um, hats off to your kids if they like this. That's great. <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's be honest, Darren. What the kids are experiencing now is worse than what we were experiencing back then with Creepshow. At three? And seven. <laughs> <laughs> your kids going to school or a kids, uh, any kids going to school is probably more dangerous now than them watching this. Or maybe over there it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but you and I have this have this love affair with this movie. I mean, I've seen this I've seen this movie more times than I can count. Actually, it is every Saturday. The episodes, the time that they run are perfect. Mm. It keeps your interest because there's certain shows or certain um stories in this anthology movie um that if it went an extra hour longer, you probably get bored of it. Because mm. how much? Because how more? How much more can they talk about? You and I, when we were t- going to do this, usually, ladies and gentlemen, Darren and I keep notes and write everything down. I don't think we have to with this. <laughs> no, no. We we I didn't have time to watch much in the way of films this weekend, and so I said, you know what, we haven't done. We haven't done Creep Show. I don't need to watch that film. I I know it. You know, like the back of my hand. So you're like the preacher. Um, they live right where they're just like, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's embossed <laughs> on me. Is this film? Um, and nothing that they've done. I mean, Creep Show Two was okay. Uh, Creep Show Three. It's just like we don't want to talk about that. No. Um, Creep Show Two uh, had then, boobs, so we're we're okay with that. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. Um, and then Creep Show, the TV show, is hit and miss. Some of them are okay, others are just dog shit, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 Greg Nicotaro's uh, love love letter, right, to the original. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Plus, uh, wasn't his mentor uh, Tom Savini anyway? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know, it's it's he's kind of continuing that tradition. Mm. Um, Stephen King, you know, uh, dealt with the screenplay along with good old George, and mm. um, you know, it's it just it's just mixed very well. I mean, we're going to get to some best and worst here in the, in in a minute, ladies and gentlemen. But some of our worst, I think we're just you know grasping at straws here. 
Oh, I you don't know. know. I, there's one episode I just never warmed to at all. But we'll get into Yeah, it. okay, we'll get to that. Uh, I remember. Uh, it broke yeah, my yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Fredo. <laughs> um, okay, your best character. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to go through each story. We'll be here forever if that was the case. Uh, plus, they're so short that you really shouldn't be doing it that way anyway. Um, your best character. Um, well... Richard, I have two. I think I think Richard okay. in um, in uh, in something to tide you over, uh, but also uh, Hal Holbrook in uh, the crate um, because I mean Hal Holbrook's so watchable anyway. Henry. And having seen him, yeah, Henry. Um, with, with this, he's just a regular guy. He's just mm-hmm. an absolute regular guy in a pair of jeans and a shirt, and he's he's got marital problems, and you know he t- decides to go down a route to try and sort his marriage out. Which, fortunately, to <laughs> if him, you want to put it that way nicely, <laughs> fortunately to him, um, kind of works out okay, I guess. It all works out for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but Leslie Nielsen also in um, in something to tide you over, I think, is great fun as well. There's something about Leslie Nielsen being a villain that somehow mm. doesn't work for me, though. Oh, really? I think it's because he I, I know him as Frank Drebin and I'm just like he's gonna say something that's gonna like cause another character to look out into space and say did I just hear what he just said you know <laughs> it's something like that you know he, he's played dramatic roles before he has yeah yeah you know, he's yeah. been in two Columbos um, he's been in a, a few horror movies um, um, Pla- but, what was it the Forbidden Planet the Forbidden Planet yeah. Uh, yeah. he was in the original Prom Night Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Leslie Nielsen dance in prom night is fantastic. <laughs> That's got to be somebody's screensaver. He's just going. <laughs> well, we can talk about dancing in this film in a bit as well. So yeah. Um, um, but my, I have a favorite character, which is Upson Pratt. He's my favorite character. Um, I wish I would work for him or he could be my grandfather because I think he would be so much fun. Um, you know, taking people and, and, you know, picking them up and smashing all their dreams and, and uh, telling them to go fuck themselves. And, and, you know, I got into it to the last episode. But the best character is uh, is Henry. Is, it is Hal Holbrook. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To see a guy who is depending on his friend uh, Dex, uh, hmm. played by uh, Fritz Reaver. Um, he, he's looking not only to help him out, but like, as you said, solve his marital problems. And he could see where he's sitting in that chair. He's not thinking about how to c- help Dex out too much. He's thinking about how he can use this to take care of Billy. Um, and whether or not it's feasible. And he's planning yeah. on that. Yeah. And my, my wife said, Hal Holbrook in this movie had some kind of sex appeal. Because uh, he's walking <laughs> down those that. steps in those jeans, his shirt is unbuttoned with a beautiful, uh, hairless tan chest, <laughs> like he owned a brothel in the South, <laughs> and his name is Big Daddy, yeah, or something like that. He's just uh, missing a medallion or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or he had a, or he, he could support a, a a nice hat with a feather in it, and it made it, it would make it work. <laughs> uh, but he had an he had an a evolution in this movie. He mm. went from this meek, um, henpecked, yeah, uh, English teacher, where mm. everybody hated his wife, 
Um, he looked to Dex as his own solitude. They played chess every weekend. Um, Dex, of course, you know, is is hard up for some strange, and uh, he <laughs> he's basically trying to go around, you know, the campus trying to get a little something something because his wife just passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harry's uh, Henry's not holding him to that. You know, he's he's still his friend. Um, but then at the end. You could see this weight lift off his shoulders because Fluffy took care of his problem. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, he took yeah. care of Dex's problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I, it's one of those films that, um, you know, was a departure in some ways for, not just for Stephen King, but for uh, for George, George Romero to do this Romano. kind of... Romano, yeah, George A. Romano. Um, to do this kind of comedy horror, if you like, um, but this very dark. I mean, it it has humor in it. I think there's more humor in some episodes than the other. Like the the sad and lonesome death of Geordie Verrill is a, a riot. I mean, a sad riot. But in terms of the the level of laughs in it, it's 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 the funniest one of the of the far. Although you might disagree, you might think um, the creeping up on you is 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 the uh, is the funniest one. But for sure, they, they ladle the humor on in, 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 you know, spades, don't they? They really mm-hmm. do. Uh, and But for me, the, the funniest one is definitely uh, um, Stephen King's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, your worst character? Worst character, I would say, is... I know this is going to be... Um, this is going to be a little bit controversial because we okay. love this guy, but I think this is possibly... Atkins' worst role. Mm, okay. I don't hear I think uh, so, so Atkins, obviously, as we know, bookends the movie as the kid's dad. I, I I just don't think that he nails it very well in this. I think I think it's all a bit wooden. I think that, that the whole intro and outro thing is all a bit wooden, a bit stagey, and it doesn't quite click for me um, as a satisfying prologue and epilogue. What do you think? I, I understand what you're saying. It is funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Plus, he's stashless. He's stashless again. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that's I think that's the problem a little bit. Hmm. Um, it's not his best role. No, um, no. But it's a it's an iconic because role for him too. Because he's an asshole in it as well. It's the first time we ever see him being a complete asshole. Well, he's also um, a sex freak, isn't he? In this movie. What with his dirty books that are hidden yeah, in his bedroom? Yeah, he can play as 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 as, uh, as uh, Joel, right? Isn't it Joe King? Joe King is the, is the yeah, kid. He's yeah, he's Stephen King's son. He, he practically it? said, "You know, I I could barely close the bottom drawer. He got so much porn in there, Dad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he has slap." Uh, I understand what you say about Atkins. It's not really an Atkins role for him no no it isn't it isn't he's a he's a bit of a nasty bugger in it and um you know sitting back with his beer you know i can imagine that you know there's there's parts of dr chalice in him a little bit you know kind of kicking back at home with a with a with a six-pack um ignoring his wife there too ignoring his wife and that's why god made fathers babe that's why god made fathers (laughs) (laughs) um he, he, it's fine, it's fine. But he, you know, there's very little uh, negative in this movie anyway. I think it's it, it's it's so good that, that, that there's very little to pick on. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to pick on Atkins. 
Mm. Mm. Are you going to tell him at age 45? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's too old. You might tip him over the edge. <laughs> My worst character, I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm nitpicking here, of course, is Jordy's father, Jordy's doctor, and, and the professor. They're all the same person. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 uh, when I was a boy, I was confused by that. I'm just like, is his dad going to cut off his fingers and give him money? You know? Jordy, you're not going to get in that tub, are you? It's the water it wants. So your death warrant is going to be very painful. painful. 75. Going, going past the, the camera on the on the chair. <laughs> 200. Nita Verrill didn't raise no idiots. Keep a count. <laughs> it was the same guy. It's, I mean, it is. It is. It is. They told one guy, you know, we're going to keep your, we're going to keep your beard. We're going to keep, we're just going to change a hat. <laughs> and then you're going to be the same person. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay. But it's just his nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's, that's what it is. So does, does, does he imagine that his dad is, all those characters, though, I think he's just kind of haunted by the the memory of his dad, isn't he? And so, uh, just two hundred dollars for a broken meteor, Mister Verrill. <laughs> you must be joking. <laughs> I want to give you ten cents. They're <laughs> <laughs> picking there, of course. He's not like a major character, but I'm just like, no, no, oh, no yeah, no, yeah, I no. get it, I get it. But um, all right, your best line, best line. I have two. Okay. Um, uh, one of them is. Ah, meteor ship. Meteor ship. <laughs> and that's, that's one of my... <laughs> meteor shit. Um, and then the other one is... There's a very subtle line in the background in um, Father's Day when... Um, uh, what's his face? What do they call the dad? The father? Nathan. Nathan... Granham. Grantham, Nathan Grantham, yeah, comes comes out of the ground and he's walking towards the the house. I think it's just after he's killed, maybe Ed Harris or something. Hank, yeah, Hank, and um, you can just (laughs) very American when you said that, right? How many Brits are named Hank? None. That's all. Henry though, Henry's okay. And Henry and George and and Jim and you know. Anyway, um, he's walking (laughs) towards the house. And um, you can hear Nathan go, Here's my cake. I want it. It's mine. And that's my favorite moment. That's my favorite line in the film, the way he's just talking to himself as he walks off in at the distance. It's mine. I have a problem with that for a moment, but we'll get to that when we get to another category here. It'll okay. I'll bring it up. Okay. Okay. And what is your other best line? Meteor shit. Meteor shit. That's right. Meteor shit. <laughs> I I I have one line that I wait for, and it's not until it's the end. Goddamn Upston Pratt! It is. It's going to be goddamn Upston Pratt. It's anything he says, but it's particularly this line. Only the stupid ones. Only the ones who have handed me a knife and stretched out their throat. Only the ones, if you, pardon the expression, fucked up. <laughs> I love that line. I wait for it. <laughs> and you're frozen. 
Okay, we're back. And coming from E.G. Marshall, who is, who is, he does not shy from swearing. Yeah. The guy yeah. loved to swear. And ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get a chance on YouTube, watch blooper clips from a show he was in back in the in the uh, early 50s called The Defenders. And if you go to all the blooper reels, um, it's all about him talking about getting laid and, uh, and you know, get the fuck out of my way. You know, stuff like that. It was, it was he was he he's in not only a Hollywood legend. Um, of course, we all love him as art in uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, well, there's that, but also as the president in Superman Two. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then also he kills the president in Absolute Power. So full circle. Oh wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> he, he killed Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Upster Pratt, I could go on about Upster Pratt. I could say, Orlando, Florida? I don't care if you take the kids to fucking Attica this year. I don't give a fuck if you decided to take the kids to Attica this year. There are still roaches in this place, Reynolds. There's still roaches in my apartment. My $3,000 apartment. A month apartment. Oh, and those roaches. Let's just talk about those roaches for a bit. Because I, yeah. I, I read, um, I've got... Savini's book and uh, I think Nicotero's told this story as well about the fact that they had to go off to I think it was South America to collect all these roaches Trinidad yeah Trinidad was it that was it um, okay and uh, they went into a cave um, which were they were knee deep in bat shit and, uh, and roaches and they were collecting them um, to bring back to the set in um, I guess Pennsylvania Pennsylvania, yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they they were in this cave collecting these roaches, but they didn't have to walk because there were so many roaches. They were crowd they were surfing. Actually being, they were being pulled along <laughs> by oh these roaches God. in this cave. Jesus Christ! And they 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 took them all to back to America, and and they they reckon that <laughs> the ecosystem must have changed somehow in the in the US because a lot of these just got away didn't they and then were just filtering out onto the streets and 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 whatnot but now uh, they're about the size of you know chihuahuas cats yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i i absolutely love upset pratt and uh something tells me that eg marshall didn't actually kill any of those roaches cuz you never physically see him do it um, no, they, they I'm spray sure them. Lots of them were dedicated their lives to this film, though. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you never see, especially when he squashes one with his hand, he comes up and it's perfectly clean. I mean, you could say it's also a hallucination. Those are people that he, you know, um, he took over companies and all the lives he ruined. Mm. You know, it's all you could do all medical forical bullshit and, and yeah, hypotheticals yeah. with this. But uh, yeah, uh, I would love. If Austin Pratt was either my grandfather or I worked with him, because I knew exactly he would say, "Frank, you really fucked up, didn't you?" And I go, "Yeah, I did, sir, but I will uh, take care of it." And he would, and he can come back and say what he said to George Gendron. You know, you did good. Go out and fuck somebody. But where, but where, but where, but where, where rubber? Everyone's got the damn rubies these days. <laughs> you did well. Go out and fuck somebody. <laughs> You really do take a lot of golden nuggets of wisdom from Upston Pratt, don't you? Oh, if I had my own company. Like, you're late. You're 45 minutes late. How would you like to be 45, Jelly? Because you're fucking fired. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, your worst line. Don't let go. Really? <laughs> 
that dance scene. <laughs> what was he thinking? What was he thinking? You think anyone will have him sign that? You know, like, you, you sign this for me? With your- I remember about 20 years ago, I met, I had the real pleasure of meeting Ed Harris through work. And um, it was on a movie called Pollock that he directed. Oh, yeah. Jackson, yeah, about Jackson the artist. Pollock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came in and I met him and, and spent some time with him. And um, in the back of my head, all I could think of was... <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying to ask him. And I, but I thought, no, this is your moment. This is your moment with a really classic don't movie here. Don't ruin it. You don't need me talking about fucking creep show to you. <laughs> Hank. Yeah. Hey, Hank. My worst line is, chew your food before you swallow. Chew your food before you swallow! Hmm. I hate those garbage men. <laughs> Who were the garbage men now? They, you know the garbage men were a little bit like um, the two guys that are looking after the monkey in trading places? Oh, boy, that, uh, that other one's getting kind of horny, ain't he? <laughs> it's that kind of level, isn't it? Al Franken? <laughs> They, they, they were just really dirty, really foul mouth. One's Tom Savini, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, is, the other guy, one is Tom Savini. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, but the other guy, you know, could you imagine working with those two? Cheer your food before you swallow. It's like, <laughs> like they, they, they hate life. You got Tom Savini. He's not paying attention to anyone's safety or anything. He could be he could be throwing out some guy's dog taking a crap in the morning, and he wouldn't even care because he's on that he's on that radio all the time. He's a comic book. <laughs> You know, yeah, but worst line, chew, I, I know it's the end, and I hear that. I just cringe. Chew your food before you swallow. What an asshole. Ah, don't um, worry about it. I know, I know. It's not that uh, bad. Yeah, Upson Pratt's the, the best, though. Um, <laughs> your best kill? Um, I think any of the kills in the crate sequence... Especially right. Charlie's. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's, is Charlie the, which one's Charlie? The, the Charlie's kind of, the student. He got bit in the, the neck. With the glasses, yeah. The, the bite in the neck is, whew, <sighs> great stuff. Really great stuff. To, to say that that's just like a Muppet thing as well. <laughs> the way that it opens its mouth up. And it's also, almost like, you know, the, the xenomorph from Alien in some ways, mm-hmm. because you got all the kind of, the dripping on the teeth and everything as it opens its mouth. But yeah, when it takes Charlie's face away and then pushes his head. Charlie got three injuries, if you think about it, Darren. He got scratched in the in the um, in the shoulder. Yeah. Dex distracted Fluffy. Then mm-hmm. Charlie hit him in the back of the uh, head with the wrench. And that's when that's he right. took a bite out of his neck and then yeah. he pushed him up against the wall and slashed his face Lord him yeah 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 that's a great shot really really well done i agree with you i agree with you that's that's uh it's 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 my second favorite uh episode uh because my uh three-year-old absolutely loves fluffy mm-hmm. loves fluffy he has a shirt with fluffy on it and it says what are you hugs. trying to do to those kids it says free hugs <laughs> And we, I gave him a pillowcase for Christmas, and it's Fluffy's face right on a pillowcase, and he sleeps on it. God. <laughs> and then the, Fluffy's mouth opening, it's just, it perfectly fits his head when he falls asleep <laughs> on it. He's an iconic character, isn't he? I think, everybody, know, I think everybody knows Fluffy. Um, mm. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do agree with you, though. Charlie in the crate and everything like that. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. You don't need to see the other kills, especially you don't need to see Billy's kill to know what's happening to her. Mm. Just, no. the, just, the, just the look on Henry's face. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a little <laughs> annoying in this film, right, Adrian Barbo? It's her character, though, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's not. And when he, when she says, you know, not you're not good at bed, you're not good at all in bed. And when's the last time you got it up? You know, I want to go in there and say I can show you something, right? Um, okay, your worst kill. Leave her alone. Yeah, I'll leave, leave her alone. Stevie Wayne alone. We love her. We love her. <laughs> uh, worst kill. Uh, worst kill. Um, probably. Um, I was going to say Galen Ross in something to tide you over. We don't really see much of Galen Ross in this film. We 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 barely see anything of her death either. However, I still think um, uh, that something to tide you over is a great episode and mm -hmm. incredibly frightening. Um, yeah, probably Galen Ross. I'm going to add to that Mrs. Danvers from Father's Day, um, mm. the cook the maid, the help. Yeah, yeah. She was involved in Nathan's death. Mm -hmm. If she wasn't directly, she didn't say anything. And she probably helped clean up the mess. And yeah, she got yeah. paid off. And you know that she was involved somehow because uh, Aunt Sylvia said, we all know what special, you know, we all know how special this day is. And she replies, yes, ma'am. Because she got paid off. She and um, when she comes over to that swinging door, and her head just pops up. Yeah, you would think Nathan would maybe dunk her head in a boiling pot of water or something. We don't know what happened to her. No, so no, no. Nathan wasting all of his energy on Hank, Ed Harris, who had nothing to do with his demise. Kind of is pointless. Well, it was kind of he he for crimes against bad dancing, really, wasn't it? it was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Nathan got up, looked in the window, and went. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go. He's yeah. got to go. Or maybe because he was drinking that uh, bottle of Jim Bean, and Nathan was like, "Wait a minute, that's my bottle." Yeah, drink my shit. Yeah, but for me, Mrs. Danvers, uh, you would think somebody who was involved in his death would have went out. We would see how she went out. Looks like yeah. she probably got strangled or something. Probably. Okay, before we get to our best moment, we're going to add uh, your best episode. Best episode for me is uh, The Crate, mm -hmm. for sure. I think it's the, the best episode in the film. It's It's only just the best episode, because I think... Something to tide you over is a very close runner-up. But yeah, The Crate, I think. Because it, it, as a kid, it introduced me to... Well, I was already... From, I think I'd seen Friday the 13th at this part when this film came out. But it was another kind of sort of, you know, obsession that I had with Savini. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And his how, how real-looking his effects work was. And I think there are some really clever effect, bits of effects work in this film which uh, deserve a shout out so yeah I think the crate is the uh, is the best one I have to agree with you uh, it's not my favorite but it's the best um, mm. the 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 effects the blood um, the the deaths the story arcs um, 
you believe that um, Fritz and uh, Hal are actual friends off screen and on screen. They work yeah, together. Yeah. The dialogue is perfect. Um, and it's kind of a happy ending for everybody, including Fluffy. Because he's still I, alive. Yeah, and I can say that out of all these episodes, you can actually make a prequel to the crate by seeing how Fluffy got into that thing. How he got there, yeah. Well, I always wanted them to do something with Fluffy because Fluffy still exists. He's in Savini's workshop. Um, I always wanted to do for them to do something with Fluffy in the TV series. I always thought that they might bring him back somehow because the end of the movie bursts out of the crate, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, or the end of that segment. So couldn't we have just seen him one more time in that TV in, series? In it something. Would have been great. In something. Either a prequel or a, a sequel to it. I thought it would have been good. What would you do if he was, you know, standing in line at a Dairy Queen? In the what? background. The Dairy Queen or like a frozen yogurt shop. A Dairy Queen? What the hell is a Dairy Queen? <laughs> Dairy Queen is like an ice cream store. It's a, it's a, oh, okay. it's a chain right. here. Like, I mean, could you imagine? You, yeah, could you imagine, you know, instead of having that um, ashtray uh, <laughs> go through every episode, it's kind of like yeah. it's a fun thing. Um, could you imagine just seeing a fluffy in the background now and then? <laughs> I'm sure. Like a Hitchcock thing. I, I kind of, well, I kind of gave up on the TV show. I think I watched the first and first series and maybe half of the second series. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I was, I mean, Fluffy may have returned. I don't know. I never watched all of them. Hasn't yet. Uh, he hasn't. Okay. 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 But the I'm actor's sure still there. I mean, the actor's still, you know, Which able actor? to play Fluffy. The, the guy who played Fluffy, he, I met him at a convention. Um, and um, okay. I had him sign uh, an autograph for Isaac, <laughs> my, yes. my yeah. three year old. And uh, he was like, You let him watch that? He goes, Oh, yeah. He loves Fluffy. Fluffy's a big teddy bear. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Here's $50. Sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying you to be nice, not to question me. Yeah. <laughs> You're not his father. What do you care? Uh, I do agree with you. It is the crate. It's it's a better mm -hmm. story. And you know what? And I think it's the longest episode out of all of them. I think it probably is, isn't it? It's yeah. It's half hour, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the, the on-screen chemistry before everybody, you know, it works out. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it worst episode. Really good. Or probably least favorite episode. Uh, worst, worst story is they're creeping up on you. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the Sort of Land movie podcast. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it. Refunds I for everybody. Never, I never got on with this episode at all. I think maybe when I first saw the film, I was too young to appreciate the dialogue, maybe. It's very dialogue-driven. Yep. Um, and I always saw it as a bit of an anticlimax to what was essentially a really, really good horror film. And so for me, the movie always, whenever I watched Creepshow, I would watch it as far as the end of the crate <gasps> and leave it there. I just wouldn't go any further. Um, so, yeah, it, it's for me, I, it, I can take it or leave it. It wouldn't bother me if they re-released this film and never, and left, the, and left this creeping up on you off it. So, yeah, I, I don't care for that episode at all. You're so lucky E.G. Marshall's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It's nothing against E.G. Marshall. It's just, I just think it was too... Um, the language. I wasn't That's the language either. Well, the there language is driving language this is driving this episode more than the cockroaches, isn't it? 
Yeah, I know, but I think as a nine-year-old, there was nothing about it that I could relate to whatsoever. I, I see. I one see guy, what your one point guy is. in his apartment bitching over his intercom. That's it. <laughs> bitching um, over his intercom. Well, that's it, really. Anyway. I mean, would you <laughs> would you have liked it if one of the cockroaches were, were like six feet tall and he had it trapped in his... Oh, now uh, you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see? <laughs> he goes, I got a big fucking cockroach in here. You know, you got to see him. <laughs> Mr. Pratt, you got a big cockroach. Don't you talk to me like that. If I let you in here, you would have seen him. Okay, let me in. No, no, no. You got to declean yourself and everything. You know, because he couldn't let anybody in. Now he's holding this, you know, it's kind of like the uh, the hollow, the, the, the howling man, right? It's, it's, you got the devil trapped up. The howling man? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a Twilight Zone episode where these uh, monks, uh, or, or religious sect have the devil trapped in one of their rooms and they don't want to let anybody in because in fear the devil's going to let the devil's going to talk people into letting him out okay. uh, and cause a whole bunch of chaos. Well, that would be something like Upston Pratt would do. Mm. He wouldn't let anybody in his apartment because he's afraid of getting germs uh, and dying and, and getting contact with the carbon monoxide poisoning, as he's saying. But you have to take care of this six foot cockroach that he has trapped in his in his bedroom. It's kind of it's kind of weird like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that would have worked better. I don't know. I don't you know. see him crawling like on the said, ceiling. I've usually turned it off at that point, or I run oh. it on just to watch the shitty Atkins bit at the end. Oh, know? okay. <laughs> um, for me, I think it's the loathsome death of Jordy Verrill. It's got to be the most boring. Really. For me. Yeah, yeah. Even though I like Stephen King, I like his dialogue with meteor shit and and uh, got a cool <laughs> son of a bitch off. Yeah, <laughs> you know all that fun stuff. It's just him, you know. I kind of like when it's on. I, I move about the house. I vacuum. You know, the kids and I. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll wash the dishes or make myself a lunch, and then the, and then you know something tied you over will come on, and now my ass is back at the couch. It's uh, it's it's sad, you know, uh, but it's it's not my favorite. Okay, okay. <laughs> Too much green. That was like a revenge thing, there, was it? Oh, I just I don't watch this when it's on. You know, I just wander around, dusting, I go the to place, the bathroom, polishing. That's it. I empty the bladder. <laughs> I make a cake. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I get the mail. <laughs> I go shopping. Um, your best moment. Okay, best moment in this film isn't in the crate, I don't think. Uh, I think the best moment for me is the return of Ted Danson and Galen Ross mm, in um, Good Choice. Tide You Over, um, where uh, Leslie Nielsen's wandering around his apartment. He can hear noises. And then there's, there's those eerie images on the intercom as they're wandering around the house. And eventually they, they come into the room and they're these soaked zombies that are literally, when he shoots them, are just kind of bleeding seawater, uh, covered in, drenched in seaweed. They're all bloated. Their eyes are closed. And you hear it come um, out when you get shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The squibs are just great on it. Um, it's uh, it's it's a, a, a really horrific image, I think, of those two, uh, the makeup on those two. Um, and it's good to see the behind-the-scenes stuff when they're kind of joking about and everything in that makeup. But in the film itself, there's something... It's because it's brightly lit as well. It's not really in the dark. It's in, like, this well-lit lounge, and they're just kind of squelching on the carpet. They walk in, and, yeah, I just think that makeup is just really, really 
Um, the only thing that I can think of, and I think we talked about this on the Creepshow episode we did before, there's a zombie in um, The Walking Dead, which is the well zombie. Mm-hmm. Skin and all folded over its face and everything. It sort of reminds me of that. And the, the look of these two in uh, Something to Tide You Over is, I think, just disgusting. Uh, and really freaked me out as a kid as they're kind of, you can't kill us, Richard. We're already dead and all that sort of thing. Ah, it's just horrible. 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 I like them. And oh, when okay. you he- when you when you hear them, there, there's something about when the music and the dialogue in this movie, uh, when when the creep show comes on uh, the screen, the title, you hear people scream or moan when creep show mm. comes on <sighs> as part of the music because it's dripping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then yeah. when you hear Richard talking, you know. May I remind you, dear boy, I have the gun. You can hear either Ted Danson uh, or or Galen, uh, their character, going. <laughs> it's almost like he's a reply, like <laughs> like like they're talking. They're talking with each other as they're going up. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, but it's all I, kind of like they're talking underwater, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't kill us, Richard. We're already prepared. <laughs> Come with us to the beach. And after a while, that could be annoying, right? Because they're repeating, it's showtime, you know? <laughs> Do you think they're still fondling each other underneath the water amongst those seaweeds and fishes? Uh, I'm just, just wondering. Can you imagine that blowfish going? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. My best moment is coming from uh, something that tied you over, and that's Leslie Nielsen, Richard uh, Richard's descent into madness. Mm. And I'm like, there's the guy we know. Him laughing, him screaming, and him at the end saying, I can hold my breath for a long, long time. time. And then he, that, that <laughs> the water comes up to him, and he's like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best part of this, of this movie, um, is... Um, Leslie Nielsen's, yeah, 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 going from um, being this uh, sadist, really, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, and then cracking. He had a repertoire of different acting abilities, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we all yeah. knew him oh, for yeah. comedy, really, but he was he was an actor's actor. He he was he was a great actor. He was a great comedian, and um, you know, he used to come on talk shows in the UK with his little fart machine. Galen said he uh, would bring Frank- that to dinner. After uh, <laughs> when they were filming, they'd be at dinner with all of them, you know, the whole crew, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and he would tell everybody, I think he had enough sauce. <laughs> Good old Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we have to end this because you and I could go on Creep Show all day, couldn't we? Mm, we could. We could. Uh, Maybe we'll do number two. Maybe we'll do number two. Who knows? There's only three episodes in that one, isn't there? There is, but they're still fairly decent, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Darren, what we got coming up? We have got coming up. Um, I don't know. I need to look at the, the the list of requests that we have. But I know Reese Wilson mm. has requested Reese that Wilson? we do. Reese Wilson? Yeah, he's requested that we do um, Sorcerer. Ooh which I think will be really interesting to do. 
Uh, but we'll think about that. He's given us three choices, but um, Sorcerer was one of them. Are there any Sorcerer fans out there? The 1977, I think it was, William Friedkin movie um, about the guys transporting the nitroglycerin through the jungle. Um, I, it's one of my favorite films of all time. One of the most stable bridges uh, known to man. <laughs> yeah. A remake of a film called Wages of Fear it is. Um, are there any Sorcerer fans out there? And would you like to see us cover that movie? Because I love that film. And Reese has chosen it as one of his three choices um, as part of being a, a VIP Patreon. Um, so I thought I'd just put that out there and, mm. and let that settle and see if anybody says, God damn it, yes, let's do the Sorcerer. Because uh, it's a great movie. Tense movie. Hell of a tense movie. Good old Roy being in it, too. Yeah, Roy Scheider. Fantastic <sighs> film. He's even tan in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a film. What a film. And we're still talking about, uh, of course, The Road to H45. We'll still come up with yes. more stuff with that. Um, yep. Darren, I guess that's it. That's it for this one. That's it. Okay. As always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.